Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Shall we pray? Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you so much for the opportunity to spend time fellowshipping with you and with the brethren. Your word is anointed, it's powerful, and it's going to bless us like never before. Say a big amen. amen. Hosea chapter 7 verse 2. Praise God. The Bible said, And they consider not in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. Now their own doings have beset them about. They are before my face. Praise the Lord. I'm talking to you about the wonders of remembrance. Part 3. Please take your seat. One of the things you need to take home when we say the wonders of remembrance or when God remembers a person is to know that records have been activated. When the Bible says that a person is remembered, it means that records have been activated. The scripture we read, the whole book of Hosea, you see God trying to reveal the sinfulness of Israel unto them. Even in the woman he made Hosea to marry and all of that was just a metaphor, a, a typology of the kind of nature or state Israel had found um, herself in and God tried to reveal to them. In fact, when you meet God, you will see your humanity. And so in trying to show them where they had fallen to, he said to them in that verse 2, let's read it again. He said that, and they consider not in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. You see, so here you see that God is talking about how he remembers their wickedness. Now their own doings have beset them about. They are before my face. So you can see that God is saying that their wickedness is before his face. He's just taking records. <laughs> Judicial records about them. The records have been activated. He said, they don't remember that I remember that their wicked doings are before me. So, when the Bible talks about remembrance, one of the things it connotes is the activation of records. Praise the Lord. And the records could be positive and they could also be what? Negative. Again, when the Bible talks about remembrance, it's talking about memory activation. Or when memory is activated. First one we learned about records activated. The record, they are in books. So, they will not be activated until you maybe see the books like in the days of Mordecai when the books were opened and then the records were read and the king asked, has this man been rewarded? So there you could see that he had remembered based on the records. But there's a way that the records are now in the memory of someone. It's a memory chip. It's, 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 it's not a megabyte again. It's now in terabytes. <laughs> so in Matthew 6, 16, 19, Matthew 16, 19, I just want to point a few things to you. It says that, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in what? In heaven. In, that's verse 9. In Matthew 27, verse 63. Just, just watch very quickly. We're going somewhere. Saying, sir, we remember that that deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days, I will rise again. So here we see soldiers who were paid, you know, to watch the tomb of Jesus. I'm talking about the fact that they remember that, and they called Jesus a deceiver. So we remember that that deceiver said that he will rise up on the third day. So here you can see that the remembrance was more of a memory activation 
they, they had gotten to a point and they had to bring themselves up to speed about what he said before. And it is the pricking of their memory that made them to be able to remember to say that we remember what he said. In Mark 8, 18, I'm just showing you something. We are going somewhere. In Mark 8, 18, he said, Having eyes, see ye not. And having ears, hear ye not. And do ye not remember? Do ye not remember? And do ye not remember? So here you can see that purely is talking about memory. Eyes will see, ears will hear, and you need memory to remember. Are you? If you are with me, say I'm with you. John sixteen twenty one. I just you know because sometimes there's a lot of confusion in the Bible. God has mind. Does He have to remember? Because does He lose His memory? And so why are we talking about remembrance? But the, the connotation of remembrance in the Bible is different from what you think. A woman when she's in travel has sorrow. Because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. Reason why a woman when is in pain, is in travel, is in sorrow, and can remember all the pain and all of that. But the Bible says that the very hour that she delivers the child, she doesn't remember the exact pain and for women who have been privileged to be in that position, they will tell you that the delivery was difficult or it was painful. But as to the degree of that pain's threshold, they can't tell. And when the baby comes, they are in a hurry to breastfeed the baby. They are happy to breastfeed. You will be wondering, are these the same people who are shouting, crying, and some of them even insult husband? Foolish boy. I told you, don't do this. You did it. You see, you see what you have done. And all of that. But once the baby comes, he says that for the joy of the birth of the child, they don't remember again. <laughs> One man is remembering right now how the wife, <laughs> God have mercy, oh <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Once the baby lands, we forget about all the pain. The, what I went in for is a baby. And I can't remember, I can't bother myself with the memory of the pain. So you can see that the Bible here is talking about remembrance and is connecting it to the memory of an event that may have happened. Some are traumatic, some are not traumatic, some are very joyful. And you can still, even in that joy, the joy you had. For giving birth to a child. You, when we say put it in an equation, you can't you can derive that der derivative. But it's a memory. It's what? Are you with me? It's a memory. Act chapter 20 verse 31 and 35. Act 20, 31 and 35. Watch it. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone Night and day with tears. So he said, therefore, watch and remember that in three years, I was just warning everyone night and day. Remember, I, your memory serves you. In verse 35, he's just telling them that I'm just talking about you having a memory of what I have done before. I have showed you all things. How that so laboring ye, ye ought to what? support the weak and to remember the words of our Lord Jesus. Remember, have memory of the words that our Lord Jesus said. What did he say? How he said, it is more blessed to give them, it is more blessed to give than to what? Receive. This is why it's just memory verse. Remember the words. That Jesus said. So when the Bible is talking about remembrance, one of the connotations is that it's, it's to just activate the memory or that the memory has been activated about an issue that has happened already. A saying that has happened already. An event that has happened already. And what is the significance of what I'm talking about? Records activated. Memory activated. Because we are going to put it into application. Are you here with me? The application of it is that when God remembers you, it's like a record is before him. When we say the Lord 
has remembered someone. It's like all of a sudden, even though God watches over everyone every day, it's like the memory of you has come to the fore. You have become his priority at that particular moment in time. So when you are praying and you are saying that God remember me, you are, sometimes what it means is, I mean, of all that I have shared with you, what it means is that from the back, let me come to the front. May I not be hibernated on your radar? Because sometimes you know people, you love people, but they are not part of your mind in a particular day. Two of us. Yeah. And sometimes people are good, but you don't remember the records. So when we say, God, remember, there is the, the, this, and that's why we call it the wonders of remembrance. It is a wonder because you see somebody whom you think is not part of the race. All of a sudden, the records will be activated and that person will be brought in front. And sometimes we think that these people don't deserve it, but it is you that think they don't deserve it, but there are some superior records, better and further particulars that have been activated for their, for their status or for their promotion or for whatever God wants to do in their... Are you here at all? The Lord will remember you by activating his records. Sometimes, who gave birth to you is the reason why they are remembering you. Yes. He told Solomon, he said, you, the way you are fully, no. But for your father David, Isaac, God is remembering Isaac because of Abraham. God is remembering Jacob because of what? Isaac. God is remembering the 12 tribes of Israel because of these paid tribes. But you can see clearly that the records have been activated. And all these people had secured this record. I mean, I mean, we'll get there very soon. With God. So that it pops up from time to time. Praise the Lord. And God's memory is activated on the record. And when God is in that state, he's going to move mightily in wonders. I'm praying that this month will not end and wonders will be available in your life. So, there are some things that God will not forget. There are some things that God will not forget. One of those things is the enemy. <laughs> I'm going to show you. I wanted to show you five things that God will not forget. But for the purpose of this service, I'm going to show you three. Because we are talking about remembrance. There are some things that God will not forget. He chooses not to forget about them. Psalm 74 verse 22 to 23. And one of the foremost things that God refuses to forget is the enemy. Psalm 74, 22, it says, Arise, O God, plead thine own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproached thee daily. Remember. We are reading all the way to 23. Look at the next verse. It says, Forget not the voice of thine enemies. <laughs> Remember how the foolish one reproached you. And forget not the voice of thine enemies. The tumult of those that rise up against thee increaseth continually. So, he's telling us that the, the, the enemy God will not forget. That is why vengeance is real. Yeah. People who become the enemies of God, enemies of the kingdom, enemies of the church, of, of God's children, you know, and, and any enemies of all kinds. It says that, forget not the enemy. <laughs> that, that God too has chosen that he will not, that's why he says that there will not be peace in the tabernacle of the wicked. He has permanently sealed that deal. So, there are enemies in this life that God has decided that I will never forget about them. Yes. One of them is the devil himself. Till today, God has not changed him to be a righteous man. He's made him permanently an enemy. Mm -hmm. There was a, a Roman father who was said to history, I was told, he became an African traditional religious man. And was misbehaving everywhere. Was misbehaving everywhere. From father to fetish priest. He became an enemy of God. 
Then God decided. Well, I heard that Idahosa came to Ghana and said that this is this, this an enemy of God on television talking plenty, plenty. God never forget this guy. And when God struck, he was getting rotten and he was not dying. That God re refused to forget because there are some enemies where if God doesn't rise on them, their dealings will look like God doesn't exist. Their dealings will look like God is weak. God is, you know, God, like I said, because God is very forbearing. But even in his forbearance, he has decided that as for the enemy, I will not forget. May God remember the, the ones that are real enemies of your destiny. That, that amen is not strong at all. And you see, when the Bible talks about an enemy, it's not talking about somebody who just naturally hates you. This one eh, is somebody who has a covenant with the devil. And is using spiritual power to deal with you. God will remember to punish them in Jesus' name. Amen. Number two, second thing that God will not forget is the congregation of the poor. Is what? I don't know. Am I teaching? That same Psalm 74 verse 19. Let's read it. Psalm 74 verse 19. Look at it. Very beautiful scripture. He said, Oh, deliver not the soul of thy turtle dove unto the multitude of the wicked. Forget not the congregation of thy poor forever. Forget them. So there, there's a congregation of the poor that God does not forget. I'm not talking about a poor congregation. I'm talking about people who meet God's standard as poor. That's why you see that somewhere, somehow, God gives daily bread even to the needy because he refuses to forget about the congregation of the poor. Are you here? Sometimes you see that people are there and they are stirred to go and make a donation to an orphanage. And by the time they get there, it is exactly what the orphanage needs. Because God has decided not to forget about the congregation of the poor. And when you find yourself in a needy position, sometimes mysteriously, God sends help in your direction. Because at that point... You have become part of the categorization of the congregation of the world of the poor. Nobody is rich forever. So you see that God meets you even if you have millions of money. You can be poor in childbirth and God has to meet you there. Are you here? You can be poor in health and God has to meet you at that point of your poverty. So God has decided that he will not forget the congregation of the poor. May you never be forgotten in Jesus' mighty name. The same Psalm chapter 9. Psalm 9. Look at the scripture. I'm, I'm enjoying the preaching already. Verse 18. Psalm 9 verse 18. Look at what the Bible said. It said, For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. The needy will not be forgotten. Left to you and I. We will not mind the needy people. But God has decided that he will never forget the congregation of the poor. So when you give to a poor person, it is God himself who rewards you. That's why one of the keys to securing mercy is being, being generous towards the poor. Praise the Lord. Being generous to the poor. That's, that's one of the ways of just securing favor, securing long life, securing mercy. Being generous because once you show, when you show mercy to the widow, to the orphan, to the stranger, it says that God himself becomes your rewarder. The third thing that God will not forget is the covenant. What is it? I can't hear you. What is it? We're talking about the wonders of what? Remembrance. And so one of the things that God will not forget is the covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 31. Deuteronomy 4 31. Watch it. He says that, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers which he swore unto them. One of the things that God refuses to forget is the covenant that he has sworn to his people. Everybody say covenant. Say, say, tell somebody that I'm in a covenant arrangement with the Lord. 
that has the truth of it. Sometimes I hear people use semantics to make argument that, oh, the new creature is not in a covenant with, look, I'm not in a covenant with the devil. I'm not in a covenant with the, with the world. The semantics you are saying, I have stood and I have said that Jesus should become my Lord and my personal savior. It's a pact. If I stood in a shrine and I said, I could not this should become A, B, C, D, God forbid. That's a pact. I don't know the English you give to that one. But Paul said, I know whom I have believed. I am persuaded. I'm convinced. He said, he will not forget the covenant he has with the fathers. One of the things God will not forget. So anybody who wants to secure the favor of God, greatness in the hand of God, must be somebody who also pays attention to the covenant. Because God pays attention toward the covenant. I, I, I'm enjoying it because we are going somewhere. It's too powerful. Attention. Every time you see throughout the whole Bible is replete with sentences where God says that. I, I remember my covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, with this one. Covenant with the house of David. Covenant with this blah, blah, blah. That's one of the things. God never forgets covenant. He is a covenant keeping God. He keeps his part. If you plan a coup with God and he fails, it's not God. Who made it fail? It has to be you. Any project you plan with God and he agrees to embark on the project, when it fails, it cannot be God's fault. It has to be your fault because God never forgets his covenant with his people. Never ever. I mean, to that extent that he says that the day you see the day not appearing, the moon, the, the, then it means that it's over. He said, when you see the bow in the air, know that I'm not doing this and that. He's always remembering his covenant. So in Psalm 115 verse 5, 111, Psalm 111 verse 5, watch it. Psalm 111 verse 5. Now we are going into the covenant. I want us to enter into the covenant. Praise the Lord. Should we enter into the covenant? All right. He has given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He's talking about God. One of the reasons why God supplies meat or gives provision to those who fear him is because they have a covenant relationship with him. And that word, those who fear him, you see that there's a colon there, it's explaining that the people who fear him are the people who have a covenant with him. And because of that reverence they show him in covenant, he will also always be mindful of the covenant. He will ever, not sometimes, ever, forever, be mindful of his covenant. Somebody say his covenant. And his covenant encapsulates a lot of things. I mean, at the very base of it is what he has promised he would deliver as part of his own, um, own side of the, of, the, of the negotiation. He said, if you serve me, I will bless. So you serve and his covenant is to what? Bless. So anytime there is blessing, there is the Godward responsibility and there's also the manward responsibility. If you become a new creature, you see that your dynamics change. Why? Because there is a structure there that will begin to flow in your direction. So he gives meat to those who fear him. Why? He's doing that because he will always be mindful of his covenant. He's fulfilling his part of the covenant. Any believer who doesn't operate a rigid covenant with God is missing something. It's missing something. And you see that at the foundation of our troubles is because of our inconsistencies with operation of our covenant when it comes to what? God. He will remember his covenant. May the Lord remember his covenant in your life. Very beautiful. Genesis chapter 9, verse 15 and 16. Watch it. Watch it. You will see that it is the character of God to always remember his covenant. In Genesis 9, 15, he said, And I will remember my covenant. I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. 
And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. God destroyed the world with water. Then when the water receded, Noah gave an offering, a sacrifice. And God, the Bible said, he remembered his covenant. And said the covenant between himself and every living creature of all flesh. And he said that, I will not use water to destroy again. Then he gave them a sign. That anytime you see the bow, and I also see the bow, the rainbow, I'm not going to use water to destroy. That's why maybe the latter, the end days, he's going to use fire. Because he has already promised that he's not using water. Are you here? He's keeping to his covenant. If God tells you that I'm going to give you a child, it's as good as gold. If that thing doesn't happen, it's because you change your dynamics, you change your dynamics, you kept changing your dynamics, you change your dynamics, and you yourself missed what God wanted to do, not because God did not do it. It's too powerful. I said it's too powerful. <laughs> so in verse 16 of that verse, he said, and the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it. That I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. You see? The reason why this covenant is not only to human beings. Though. It's even to the goat. Every living creature. And you will see that there are some engineering that God has done inside beds animals for them to respond to God. So, if it is time for praise, if, have you lived with a cockerel before? A cock. If he's not sick, 4.30, it, it crows, it will crow. If he's sick, even with Newcastle disease, it, it may not be as loud as when it's healthy, but it, because it is automated in the system. It's fulfilling the, the praises that it has to offer to God in the morning. And that's why the Bible can confidently say that even the birds of the air, they don't farm, they don't show, and yet God supplies their needs unto them. Why? Because you hear in the morning that the bird has not eaten, but it's already praising God. He's doing the, they are part of the bargain. And some of them don't even live long. If you check the, the biological or physiological lifespan of a bed, some of them, just a short time, mosquito body, and they are multiple. Can just be hours or a day. And yet they function, and God also takes care of them. Somebody say covenant. Can't hear you say covenant. You see, and when we are talking about covenant, you don't need to look high. You have to have the fundamentals. So God is always looking at the fundamentals. He said, I have an everlasting covenant. And I'm always going to remember the everlasting covenant. The one with your fathers, he will remember. The one with you, he will remember. And at some point in time, you need to enter into a space with God yourself. You need to. It doesn't matter your title as a pastor. It doesn't change anything. It's your covenant with God that matters. Hello? I have made a covenant with God that God helped me. Oh, I wish I knew how to speak Arabic. Insha Jesus. That I will not touch, I will not touch a girl as, aside my wife. It's a covenant. Oh, but some pastors who are touching because it's like, Chale to me You need to have a covenant. David said, the psalmist says, I've made a covenant with God that I will not expose my eye to evil. You, you need to, you need to, you see, your parents' covenant can carry you somewhere. But at some point in Genesis chapter 20, it says, God will tell Isaac that Isaac, stay here and I will bless you. And it will take Isaac's pain as, as a measure of obedience and a covenant relationship with God for God to bless him in a land that everybody is suffering in. And when you enter into a covenant with God, it's never wasted. He's calling it everlasting. People can say it didn't work, but God has never forgotten. He never forgets. He always remembers. Boy, 
one day. <laughs> An angel went to Cornelius and told Cornelius, Cornel, your covenant of praying and almsgiving, they have risen before God. The records have come up. So now that your family needs deliverance, those records, they have what? Come up. And they are speaking. You see, the, the, the covenant always speaks. Why? Because God always remembers the covenant. So when the records pop up, boy, you see that God begins to remember. God begins to act. I'm sure there were many families there that were at the verge of collapsing. But God sent an angel to minister to Cornelius that your prayers and almsgiving, they've risen before me. And went to Peter, the angel, and told Peter, Peter, God says he has remembered the house of Cornelius in that God himself is running around. You see, when, when God is operating and remembering a covenant, he himself does the running around. Your own is to establish it. His own is to do the running around. That's why he will do the, all the arrangement. That's why he can tell Abraham that Abraham, how to do? Sarah did 90. Are you here at all? Yes, it's a covenant. He always remembers it. Now, I, I understood this when I was a very young believer. And I decided that it is sweeter to work with God who doesn't change the dynamics, you know, because he's in trouble. Are you here? Yes, now. But it, because a human being can be needy. And based on that, he has to re-strategize. But God is never needy. If he said it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says that in these two immutable things, in which God, who doesn't have the capacity to lie, is not a man that he should lie. So he's always looking at the cover. Are you here at all? He doesn't change it no matter what happens. He sticks to his own side. He said in John chapter 1, he said, I watch over my covenant word to perform it. In Jeremiah chapter 1. So, he's always remembering the covenant. He's always watching over. He's God talking to somebody here. I came to encourage you this morning by faith. That if you have a covenant with God, just get ready. God is going to remember you. That amen is not strong at all. It doesn't matter wherever it's drying up. There is remembrance for you. And you will not die before your time. You will also never be put to shame. That amen should be stronger. So you see that it is in the character of God to remember his covenant forever. By the scriptures we are learning today. It's in the character of God. Tell somebody that it's the character of God. Not to shift away from his covenant. Yeah, nice power. Sometimes guy will tell the Israelite that you people, if he's not that I have covenant with you, but he's always looking at a covenant. It's too powerful. Why is a covenant important? As God remembers the covenant. Why? Because the covenant adds value to life. It does what? Exodus chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. God remembering the covenant adds value to your life. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 23. The Bible said, and it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. Remember? And God heard their groaning and God remembered their cry. Is that what God remembered? God remember their cry. Read this. Open your. I've told you. I've told you. I've told those of you who are doing runaway from school every Monday because of comprehension, small comprehension. Let's read this. And God heard the award. He heard the award. But what did he remember? His what? He remembered his what? Covenant with who? And with what? 
Isaac and with who? Jacob. The, the truth of the matter is that I don't want to beat around the bush. The truth of the matter is that these people were getting wasted. When Joseph died, the Pharaoh came and was just wasting the waste. And then that Pharaoh died. Then the people said that by reason of this bondage we find ourselves in, we are being wasted. So they started crying like many of us, we cry. But in the crying, Bible is showing us that there was no value to the cry. <laughs> in the spirit realm, you're weeping and crying, it doesn't have value. You can cry tankers and rivers. No value. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, I'm preaching beer. God will only hear the cry, but to move, to move, he must remember a covenant. That's why your faith is important in the move of God, not your weeping, not your crying. As for bondage, no, he says that when you are crying like that, but for him to move, he must remember something. He must remember a covenant. <laughs> it is the remembrance of the covenant that makes God to move. Praise the Lord. Is God talking to somebody here at all? Ask somebody, what, what kind of covenant do you have with God? Do you have anything there that God can remember you for? Yeah. There was a woman, we'll go back to, so you see that the remembrance of the covenant, it adds value. That's how God now brought them. Let's read, let's read so that I don't lose the thought. Next verse. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. So all this while, they were his children. He knew they were in the bondage. But he had not come to this place where the Bible says he had respect. That word respect means that he had value to their lives. You see, two people will be in an accident. One will die, one will be saved because God has value over, for one over the other. He said, I will give men as a ransom to your life. It's like... I don't want to go deep now. You think that, but the thing is that covenant is the differential. It's what? <laughs> it's a differential. That's why when you are a covenant person and you are in some kind of a wasted trouble, you should still be bodacious of the fact that I'm not going to stay here. I know I'm going to come out. Why? Because when he looks on the covenant, my memory will pop up. My records will what? Pop. And then a man, Hezekiah, you catch and so obey, we will I'm being wasted. He went to God. He said, just remember the covenant. When he said, remember the covenant, now he, you know, that's, it's a language you speak in the spirit. He said, God, remember all that I did when I came on the throne. A young man. I brought all the priests from the bush. Instituted salary for them. Cleaned the temple. I'm not ready to die. Just remember the covenant. I want to miss a slip of tongue. 15 more years. Value has been added to life. Are you here at all? From today, value will be added to your life. God had respect. It is covenant that makes mere men become mighty men. Vain men become, become men of valor. Because God has remembered a covenant. When he remembers a covenant, he cannot allow you to be in bondage. You can't be in what is wasting you. If it is cancer, God remembers the covenant. Something miraculous will happen. That's when the remembrance becomes a wonder. It becomes what? Yeah. One day I went to Lagos. I was called to Lagos. A man, that man, every January, you know, he'll be just thanking God, inviting singers, buying cars, lands, those days when laptop and iPad came, we buying and giving it to pastors who are needy. Every January. For many years. So one day I was there when he called me. The daughter in UK came to do visit in Nigeria. And when she came, the next day she went mad. She went crazy. She was bananas. They went to the hospital. They saw the psychiatrist. They gave drugs. It was not going. So on the third day, 
He called me. He said, Pastor, you need to come home. I said, what is happening? He said, I don't know what's happening. And that child is the last child. The man's heart follows that child like something. The man said, he said that, I am ready to stop my businesses. If this girl goes mad, I'm not working again. There's no need to work. Let, let, let everywhere collapse. So when I heard it, I said, okay, oh. By the time I got to the airport, um, <laughs> some things were on ground. It's because it was, a, it was an emergency. Emergency doesn't go with normal things. There's something called emergency flight. So when we went, I went with one of the guys. He's no longer here. We went, we went, we went to the house, and I saw the wife and the other children, and then I said, let's pray, and then they brought the lady from. This lady, who knows, when I go to UK, I visit her. She came, she was, oh, Charlie, somebody doing her master's in some, something, the brain has gone haywire. The mother was crying, everything. It's no long talk. We prayed for the family. I now got to the girl and held the girl. I said, God, remember the covenant. Let this devil depart. Boom! The lady fell. Woke up. He said, Daddy, where am I? I London or Lagos? He said, You are in Lagos. Finish. No long talk. When you don't have things on ground. Then we are praying radio. Hey, when Abraham went to the mountain to sacrifice Isaac, the Bible said that when he was about to sacrifice Isaac, God said, because you have it in your heart to, to do this covenant with me, look, I will outdo you. In blessing, I will bless you. But just mind the language of God. He said, because of this thing that you have done, because of this, you have entered into a place. You see, there is some, a level of covenant when you are operating with God that it, it makes, it calls for restraining others. Sometimes it also calls for facilitating resources. He said, when your matter comes up, it's like you are an exception to the rule. When Lot was leaving Sodom and Gomorrah, one of the commandments was that that is Lot. We never know of Lot's covenant with God. That same Sodom and Gomorrah, Mrs. Lot turned back and looked and became a pillar of salt. Abraham was standing on the mountain looking into Sodom and Gomorrah. He never became a pillar of salt covenant was working for him. A covenant person is not a normal person. Because when God remembers you, the dynamics are different. Is God talking to somebody here? If you are not married, it's not an issue. Let the covenant be speaking. Let the covenant be activated. Are you here at all? And because God will always remember a covenant, look at Hannah. Barren for life. But is it, God doesn't struggle to do what he said he would do. But we struggle to do what we say we are going to do. So Bible said every year Anna went to Shiloh. She was not happy but she went. She was not happy but she went to sacrifice. Because she needed to keep that consistency that is godly. So that the time that God was ready to bless, she was not found faulty. She was not found wanting. Are you here at all? Do your side. I will do my side. But the trick is that we do our side to dovetail into what he's already doing. What he has already done. And, and at a point in time when he remembers, he will activate and you will see that it's already working. That's why every day I believe there's a button God presses within himself. Pew. You see systems operating. Rain will fall this time. The meteorologist will pick it up. The sun will shine this. Are you here at all? So God will just press the button. Everybody has to queue in. Queue in. Queue in. Queue in. By your own covenant. By your own covenant. Now, this man that I talked about, some years ago, the, the wife had cancer. You know, she was doing all these great, great things, but she was not doing the fundamental thing. So the wife died, and he said, Pastor, why did my wife die? I said, I will teach you only one thing. I'll teach you about first fruit, and I'll teach you about tithing. He was a generous man. He said, I never tithe. He was giving big, big cars, but he was not tithing. In his mind, the tithe is inside the car. 
Hey. Now, accounting, how will we account for it? If this is tight, this must be what? That's why I'm saying that when it comes to covenant, the fundamentals are what's important. So you don't bundle something and say, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> are you here? Every covenant principle also has covenant actions one has to take to activate those covenant principles. So, for instance, <laughs> the Bible says that, you know, when you pray that God, let my helpers come, let my lovers come, let my friends come. There are principles, they are mid-range principles. These are overriding requests you are making, okay? Overarching one. God, everybody is rejecting me, and then Christ says that you have been accepted in the beloved. That's an overarching one. It's a grand acceptance. But for it to be properly activated, the Bible says that he who seeks friendship must first show himself what? Friendly. It's a principle there. You should press. So this man, the wife died and things, you see, he couldn't understand. I said that. Because you have been doing great things. You have been doing good things, but it's not great. I said, are you, are you consistent with it? God, consistency is what's important. Are you consistent with your titan? He said, no. But I give. Even the building, they are church building. He, took, he paid for all the foundation. I was there. He gave a blank check. He said, any time the pastor wants to build, regardless of the inflation, he should just fill in the blank. You will get there. I see you getting there in Jesus' name. I was the one preaching in Nigeria at that time. He wrote a check. He didn't wife. He said, any time. Just put it there. Say, so baby, no baby. Too powerful. Such a man was still not paying tight. And the devourer came. Pe, pe, pe. Yes, I used to go post a keep on them. There is no keeper. So the fundamentals are important. I'm not here to quote scriptures on tithing first fruit, but listen, no. Listen, your relationship with God, it will always be the basic principles of Christ. Basic doctrines of Christ. Honor God with your tithe. He said, if you don't honor me with the tithe, I feel dishonored. Everything we are saying, big, 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 muscle rest on a foundation. Are you here? Tithe on ground. I've been following God for all these years. I have ensured by the special grace of God that, Charlie, no matter what happens, my tithe must be on ground. My first fruit, since I got the revelation of the first fruit, my first fruit must be on ground. You see, because your covenant is your security. It's your security. God always remembers it. Anything God remembers will protect you. It will ensure you. Praise the Lord. It will preserve you. Yes. You see that Job, in all his troubles, he was still very consistent with God. And so the devil could not cross the line. And as long as he was consistent with God, God was regulating that devil working against him. And it was just a matter of time. Tell somebody that when it is covenant, it's just a matter of time. God will remember and step in. <laughs> are you blessed this morning at all? That's why with some of us, we are not listening to whether we should pay tight or we should not pay. Now, why should I even question something I'm giving God? Why? Me. So, me to have grown to begin to have brain. To begin to question something that I'm giving God. Hey. <laughs> what did <it>, Papa? <laughs> I have grown. I have grown. And I say that. No, I don't need to. I don't need to. If you don't need to, God doesn't need to. There is nowhere in the Bible that when we do anyhow, anyhow, God is committed to doing what he has to do. It's nowhere in the Bible. Not at all. Or in your relationship, it's like that. Eh? It's one way. The person can do anyhow, anyhow, and you, your own is to love, love, like you have a two Jimmy heart of love. 
O dosa, o Jimmy Kra, o ni obi fufu kwa kadakra, o nyeska na wama obi, o ngeta foy, o dia o dia anese, medo, medo, na masomu ye, upe kwa kumi, o don't me we nyashi, upwa, eh, mweni na, mweni na, praise the Lord. That's why the covenant is working for me. <laughs> Come on, the prophet to somebody say, I see my remembrance. It's working like wonders in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, this month I have entered into my wonder zone. On the platform of covenant remembrance. Say, in the name of Jesus. Wonders are going to be operating in my life. Working, flowing in my life. Say, I will see wonders every blessed day. I will end this year with an 11-hour wonder park. Say, I will not go empty-handed. I refuse to go empty-handed. Say, as for me and my house, we are for signs and wonders. Say, God, remember your covenant with the house of Francis. Mention your name. Remember us, O God. And show us your wonders. What are you talking about? <laughs> the inflation is not for you. Stop talking about it. The depreciation is not for you. Stop talking about it. Your own is wonders. Your own is what? Yes, now. <laughs> you cannot have a covenant and suffer like people who don't have covenant. Covenant adds value to people. That's why all the time in the Bible, when the whole world was struggling, the covenant people were enjoying. You will enjoy because of the covenant. Ah, shout, the covenant is working, it's working. I can't hear you. Shout, it's working for me. Glory be to God. That sickness will not find a way in your life because the covenant works against it. Poverty, covenant works against it. Shame, yeah, 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 yeah. Delay, covenant will work against it. It will change the times and the seasons. I see the covenant working for you. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.kpshousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.